0: Hey, what's up Chiefs Kingdom? Welcome back to Arrowhead Live. We've been gone for a week and a half, but we're back. I'm Grant here with my co-host Ori.
1: What's going on guys?
0: So we don't have much to talk about this week, Um, so not much going on the past couple weeks here in uh, Chiefs Kingdom. Uh, We've had a few minor moves, um, but we do have a few rumors to go over and uh, we will also be discussing the current 90-man roster and the 53-man roster productions, as well as uh, de- the depth chart. Um, so let's get started real quick. Um, first off, what do you think about those Patrick Peterson rumors?
1: No, uh, well, I think that everybody would 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 want, I think everybody wants him to join, but you know, I don't know. I think that people. <laughs> so not to get any, to anything, but there's a lot of people that go out that are saying that they've got they have sources and things like that. And that they're hearing things. I you never really know if they're true or not, and until you know it comes out. I, I don't really believe anything until Therese or, you know, some of the big big guys say anything. Really, it's, it's fun to think about it and you know post whatever, and just think things that are for, for for fun to try to you know get people excited. But it all at the end of the day, it all comes down to what the actual reporters have to say.
0: Yeah, and I mean, I don't know. It makes too much sense for it not to happen, to be honest. I mean, I don't know why. I think it's a matter of when, not if at this point. Um, I mean, I think if the team's going to trade for Patrick Peterson, it's going to be the Chiefs. Um, And Therese did say, I mean, he did say that the Chiefs haven't had talks yet, but he said, Mm -hmm. comma, as of now. So it's kind of indicating that they do have interest. They just haven't maybe engaged in, they've maybe inquired about it, but they haven't had, you know, formal talks about acquiring patrick peterson um, right with the Cardinals. It just
1: it, it makes sense because the i mean he i don't think he wants to be on the cardinals anymore i think that that's been pretty clear I don't. i think that they, they they benefit both teams mutually to get to send him over here we need we need a guy i mean need another cornerback to solidify our defense and it, it just makes like you said it just makes so much sense but at the same time, can't really say for sure that it's going to happen until it actually starts going in motion.
0: Yeah, and I'm not even like I don't think it would it would do more than solidify the defense. To be honest, I think I think that Patrick Peterson would really s- set the team over the top because that's the one thing that we that we still lack is a number one corner. Yeah, and if you go out and you get yourself arguably the best corner in the league. Then um, I think that will take the defense to the next level, and it'll really do. Um, it'll take some pressure off Spagnolo to you know work with the guys that we currently have, and we do have. I think we actually do have a decent core of four corners, but none of them stand out as cornerback one. And so, you know, with that that being said, um, I think we do need if if not a corner a number one cornerback, we definitely need to go acquire a cornerback with with nice upside and um you know history or experience as that number one guy
1: yeah i think i think if you add if you get P, if we got peterson you you have fuller Kendall fuller peterson breland and ward i think that's a pretty good four right there yeah you know ho- hopefully i don't know what's going to go what's going to happen with field fenton and Traymond Smith, but uh, Trayvon Smith, I don't know. I, I hope that he could become more than just a returner for us. But you know, you don't know. I don't. I don't know how that's going to work out. But uh, if you have, but like I said, if you have those four, I think that's a pretty. That's pretty decent.
0: Yeah, I think and I think, was, uh, along ahead. with along with Peterson, so it would be uh, Breland, Ward, Fuller, Peterson, and who am I missing?
1: Fenton, Fields.
0: So we have that would that would make it four, right? If you
1: if you're I'm I'm saying if you bring in Peterson with Ward, Breland, and Fuller, that'd be four.
0: That's right. So that would essentially that would give us four, a solid core of four guys, Mm -hmm. and then I guess I would assume two of Tremont Smith, Fenton, and Fields would make the roster.
1: Yeah, and. I think Fields is kind of exciting, honestly. When you when you yeah look at when you look at him, he's got a lot of upside. I was watching. I was kind of looking at hit some of his combine results. I think it. I think he had the the said he had the second fastest of any cornerback or of any defensive back in the in the um, combine.
0: Um, I think it was corner because I know Greedy Williams was faster, and then I know that uh, Zed Woods from. Yeah, it, it might yeah it must have been cornerback instead of defensive back then. Yeah, he he did run like a four three seven something yeah, like that. Was so, nice. I mean, that's that's smoking. Yeah. But, um,
1: I think yeah, Ward too cool. is going to emerge as like a as a like a lockdown corner this year. I think he's going to be pretty good. Uh, and we Breland's pretty is decently proven, and I think that Fuller is solid. So you, and we know Petersons will be solid. So That'd be four at at least solid corners that we we would have, and that was our you know our biggest one of our biggest worries going into the off season. So I think we've cleared that up pretty well.
0: Yeah, and with I mean Fuller, if we trade for Peterson, Fuller is basically locked into the slot there. Mm -hmm. And so if we have Peterson and then on the outside and then Fuller in the slot, you know, Ward and Breland can I mean they can cycle in and out in that cornerback two position. Yeah. Um and you know, that that's a good duo. That I wouldn't mind that. So I'd be I'd be comfortable with that. And I'm not exactly comfortable with it right now. I think I think our corners are a little bit better. Um, this year than last year Mm -hmm. uh, partly due to the actual the players that we have and also due to um coaching and uh the safeties as well so yeah
1: definitely definitely i think that another thing that goes into the peterson trade is reuniting him with uh with matthew i think that brings some energy to the team too because they were pretty good friends when they were both in both cardinals
0: yeah and and Touching back on the rumors, uh, so Antonio Bryant, who's the dude that used to play wide receiver for <laughs> the Buccaneers, I'm, he tweeted a while back, you know, um, you know Patrick Peterson to the Chiefs or whatever, and then he came out and said that it was fake, that he was giving bad information or something, and then yesterday he doubled down on it, and he hasn't yeah. said anything since then. So, like, I I can't imagine that he's that he's that dumb, you know, like.
1: So just keep making things up.
0: Well, one to do it, one to do it again, and then two to actually fall for it. Like, there's no way that information came from the same dude that gave it to him for the first time. You know? Yeah. Um. So I mean, the second time he's a former NFL player, so like he could yeah. he obviously knows people. So um, it's possible. I mean, heck, maybe he even knows Patrick Peterson. You never know. Right. Uh, but but uh, we'll see. So um, and it, the cap number for Peterson is another thing. The cap number for Peterson's actually like really low. I think if we trade for him now, it's like 10.5 million or 10.6 million. And then if we trade for him after June 1st, it's like 11.2 million.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then I believe it's a little bit higher next year, but either way that's that's an incredibly modest number for Patrick Peterson. So we could even give him like an additional two, maybe three years onto that contract um and then eat up some of that cap money so he gets a lower number in in the two additional years so if we trade for Patrick Peterson I think that's <laughs> what, I think that's what we're going to see and um so with that being said I mean the really the thing is compensation uh, trade compensation I think it would be picks um I don't I don't know who we would, who we would trade I mean who's who would the Cardinals want I mean Guys that we have, maybe Sorensen, because um, they, they moved Buda Baker back to corner, or maybe they moved Baker back to safety. I don't know. But um, who else? I mean, Raglan, maybe? Yeah,
1: maybe. I, I, maybe. maybe some
0: offensive linemen. I don't know.
1: Yeah, they're all our, our new million defensive linemen we have.
0: Yeah, but we do have a lot of defensive linemen. Maybe Passanio? I don't know. Yeah, yeah,
1: I don't know. I, I we'll just. See,
0: I, I think it'll take a second-round pick minimum, um, Mm -hmm. and they could possibly talk us into a first-round pick. So Veach needs to needs to hold his ground because the Cardinals know they have no reason to keep Patrick Peterson at this point. You know they're they're in a rebuild, and there's no telling what how Kyler Murray is going to fare this year. So anyway, um, let's move on real quick to let's discuss the roster. Uh, position by position, and then let's each of us predict um, what players we think will make make the roster for those positions. So yeah. starting off, obviously quarterback. Um, right now there's five quarterbacks on the roster. Mahomes, Henney, Litton, Shermer, and TJ Linta. So um, Shermer, Linta, and Litton, they were all three at rookie minicamp. Um, you know, we heard a little bit about Lytton and so at this point, you know, if we cut Henny I don't really think I don't as far as I know, we don't stand to gain any cap space. Maybe a little tiny bit if if at all. But so I mean and I don't think any of the other three guys I mentioned are better than Henny nor they have more experience um as a as a quarterback in the NFL. So and that's really what you want um in your bag of quarterbacks. So I think the obvious go-to here is Mahomes um, and hinney So we'll carry two quarterbacks. And then uh, probably one will stick on the practice squad. Um, you know, I, I go bold here, and I'll say Shermer. Shermer ends up on the practice squad. Uh, maybe, I think he'll beat out Litton. Uh, he's a little bit more accomplished as a college player. So what do you think?
1: Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say Mahomes is going to be the number one
0: i don't know about
1: that <laughs> and then so but yeah like i, th- I agree with with just keeping handy because you know he's had his days in the in the league and he's proved he's a pretty a proven veteran and he's been at the backup position quite a bit and even had some starting time so i think that definitely he'll be he'll be the number two i think that for the practice squad guy i'm probably i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with linton because just because we've had him around for a while he's back there learning i think that um you know, I think a lot of the guys like him are on the team. I think that – I, I just feel like that uh, he'd probably be the guy that, that sticks around for the pack, practice squad. All
0: right, so we got Mahomes <laughs> and Hiney both of us, and then yep. I have Shermer over Lytton on the practice squad, and you have Litton. So. Yep. Moving on to running back, this one's going to get a little bit tricky. Yeah. Uh, and this one is I, – I mean, there's there's really no one that I want to cut. There's no one that I want to stick on the practice squad risk of them getting you know plucked off but um i think damian williams is the de facto number one yep going into the season he's most versatile he's the most experienced outside of carlos hyde but carlos hyde is not as versatile as williams so um i think it'll be williams and hyde at the top Um, and in the last two spots you got really got thompson daryl williams and james williams battling it out um so i would stick darwin thompson at the number three and then i'm, I'm gonna go james williams over daryl williams and my reasoning for that is daryl williams is kind of he's kind of just like carlos hyde and i think james williams is you know he didn't have a great combine but he's one of the best receiving running backs that has come out in a long time and i I'm not exactly sure. I know there was some controversy between James Williams and uh, the Washington states uh, Mike Leach. It's Mike Leach, right? yeah I think. Mm-hmm. so. Um, and I know they had like a lot of tension. so it's possible that you know Mike Leach kind of kind of screwed him over and that's kind of what they were talking about. I know there was a couple NFL players that were were talking about it and uh, basically backing James Williams because it, it really did. It surprised me that he didn't get drafted because he had two hundred and two receptions. Over his three years, and he only had seven drops. So I mean, if you compare that, I think Kelsey or actually I think Hill, Tyreek Hill had nine drops last year. But yeah, so um, so yeah, I mean James Williams, he's got he's got really good hands, and uh, he's actually he was actually rated as I think the most elusive most elusive or one of like top seven. Um, kind of get my numbers mixed up here, but. Yeah, James Williams—he's super elusive and he's got really good hands. So I'm gonna go James Williams over Daryl Williams, and then I'll stick Daryl Williams on the practice squad.
1: Okay, so I'm gonna go with Damian Williams as the start as the number one. Then I'm gonna actually switch it up, and I think that Darwin Thompson's gonna is gonna have is gonna beat out Hyde, even though that you know Hyde has a lot of has experience and things like that. But I think that uh, Thompson's gonna surprise some people. I think he's gonna move up, um, and I think that he's gonna be the number two guy. And then after that, it's going to be then I'm going to have Hyde, and then I'm I'm agreeing with you with the James Williams over Daryl Williams because I just don't think that there's a ton about Daryl Williams that we saw that made him stick out enough to keep a guy like James Williams, just like you said, with his pass hitching ability and other things like that. That <clears throat> I think that he'll take his spot and he'll go to Daryl Williams to go to the practice squad.
0: Yeah. And with Hart, with Hyde being on a one-year deal, um, I think it's possible, you know, like I said, Darrell Williams and Hyde kind of have similar games. Um, I think it's possible that once Hyde is gone, you know, Damian Williams, uh, Williams, James Williams, and Darwin Thompson will be our four guys, you know, for the foreseeable future. So, um, and then fullback, uh, we've cut them all except for Anthony Sherman. Uh, JD Moore is gone. Aaron Ripkowski is gone. So, uh, Anthony Sherman, you know, or um, Andy Reid loves to carry a fullback. So Sherman's really the only guy available. So you think we, you think we'll carry a fullback? Do you think Sherman's gone?
1: No, I think we'll carry a fullback. I think that if we were going to be done with fullbacks, I think we would have done it a while. I think Reid would have got rid of him a while back when he first got there too. So I think that we'll stick with him.
0: Right. So uh, at that point, We have, that's seven. So moving on to wide receiver, um, you know, Sammy Watkins, D-Rob, Hardman, um, and then I'd probably say Pringle are the four guys right now outside of, you know, Tyreek Hill, who kind of has an asterisk next to his name, um, that are going to make the roster. Uh, And then, you know, if they carry, they'll, I would assume they'll carry six, but they could carry a seventh wide receiver and uh, carry one less offensive lineman or tight end just because, you know with Tyreek Hill being gone potentially um at least for some amount of time um it's possible that they'll, they'll carry another one for at least the beginning of the season so um you know i'll go with my prediction uh Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, DeMarcus Robinson, Mikal Hardman, uh Garrick Dieter, Byron Pringle and Cody Thompson. So that's seven wide receivers. Tyreek Hill I would assume is going to be on the inactive list or not the inactive list, but the suspended list for, you know, probably the first two to three weeks I've had to guess um, based off of what we know right now. And then, uh, you know, I think, I think they'll carry a guy like Felton Davis and probably Jamal uh, Custis on the practice squad. Uh, so, you know, we have six wide receivers and then seven including Tyreek Hill and, and then I would assume that you know one of those bottom three guys in Dieter Pringle or Thompson are gone.
1: Okay, so I think that yeah, if you, with the whole Tyree situation, if obviously if he's on the team, then he's gonna be the number one. Uh, Watkins is gonna be no, will be number two. Uh, one number two, Robinson is gonna stay. Hardman, the new rookie, obviously will be there. So that's four. And then I'm gonna go. Yeah, I'm, I think Dieter will stay as well. Um, I don't know about I don't know about Pringle. I, I mean, I've heard a lot of people like him a lot, but I I haven't seen a whole I haven't seen a ton of, of on on him. So I don't I don't know. I think that I think that Cody Thompson could you know kind of move up and go ahead of him. But I also think that when I think isn't Fel, Felton Davis right now is is injured? Correct.
0: Uh, he participated in minicamp. He had a torn Achilles. Yeah. Uh, so that's possibly a guy that once they get through minicamp, they could stash on IR like yeah. they did
1: with uh, Tim Ward so yeah if i was to say if, if 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 i think that he's kind of a sleeper i think that if he once he gets back from his injury something er, his injury and is all done with that i think that he could move up a, a couple spots but yeah so i i guess for for then for now if if they're not, he's not going to be on IR can be on the practice squad and uh maybe um maybe i think I would also think about maybe Rashad Davis could make the practice squad as well over Custis but it's you know it's it, a lot of these are toss ups because we have quite a few w- w- uh, wide receivers going on.
0: Yeah and the thing about Custis is is I think he could make I think he could make that you know uh, that 6th spot uh, yeah. which is basically the 7th spot you know with Tyree Hill included mm-hmm. um, you know they gave him a lot of money I think they really like his game and he showed some flashes at, at, uh, at minicamp so you know, Custis is definitely a guy that could sneak into the back end of that roster. Uh, I, I just uh-huh. think Cody Thompson is. Cody Thompson and Byron Pringle have skill sets that more similarly match what we need right now. Uh, moving on to tight end, we have Travis Kelsey, who's obviously the number one. And then we have Blake Bell, the belldozer, who hmm. we signed um, in the offseason. And I'm just going to go with those two right now. You know, we've been carrying two tight ends for a while. Uh, they go off and on with a third. Uh, I know uh, with Kelsey and Harris being the the two guys for for some time. Uh, they had you know Ross Travis on there for a while. Who else do they have? I, I think David Wells was, yeah, on was a little bit and Alex Ellis as well. So um, that's over the past couple of years. So I think they'll carry two um, and I a third possibly being Dion Yelder. I'm not exactly sure. I don't I don't know. You know, we haven't seen him play enough to know that what he's capable of, but mm-hmm. um, and then I think they'll stash the Princeton guy, John Lovett, who's a former quarterback, H-back, tight end type guy on the practice squad. And yeah, he's another guy that could sneak on to sneak in to the, the 53-man roster as the third tight end, but we'll have to see.
1: Yeah, pretty much, There's we don't have we're not too deep at, at tight end here, so I think that I obviously Kelsey's number one, and then I'd probably. I probably take yeah, Bell. I, I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see what this with with what Lovett does. I think that he's kind of interesting the way you know the type of, type of player he is. So I could see him maybe sneaking, he, maybe kicking Yelder out if there is a, a third spot as well. Uh, a third, you know, we we take three. Um, other than that, I, yeah, I think it's pretty pretty straightforward with Bell and Kelsey at this point.
0: Yeah, and and. You know, tight end has been discussed as a position that we could possibly um, add a guy via trade or possibly a guy uh, after roster cutdowns. You know, uh-huh. uh, I could I could see that happening, but you know, I don't have a problem with Blake Bell being the number two. I actually tweeted some some clips out of him a while back, and he's got he's a decent catcher. He can block, you know, and he has some run after the catch ability. So. And uh, he also played quarterback, so you know he he knows what he knows what he needs to do, and he knows what quarterbacks like out of a tight end, so um, he can he can contribute to that. So, Um, moving on to the offensive line, uh, left tackle, we have Eric Fisher, Justin Senior, and Pace Murphy. And right now, I just have Eric Fisher making the roster. Um, You know they usually carry three tackles. So, um, and you know the off the Chiefs offensive linemen is, that's one thing. Um, they're super versatile. Um, they can really play. So, like for example, Cameron Irving can play between guard and tackle pretty seamlessly. I mean, he's not great at either yeah. of them, um, but he can definitely fill in if needed and not be, you know, got not get Mahomes killed. So, and he is actually play a little bit of center as well. So. Um, you know, and I think Al can do that as well. You know, he can play center and bounce between center and guard. And, uh, and Wiley can as well. Wiley can slide inside a guard or he can play tackle. So, yeah, right now I have just Eric Fisher at left tackle. Do you agree with that?
1: Yeah, I don't, I don't see the other guys. I I, I don't see a need to, like you said, with the guys be able to move around. I think that's fine for just to have him at left tackle.
0: Right, and then we have, uh, at left guard, we have Cameron Irving and Khalil McKenzie. And uh, this is one thing, like, if they want to stick Reader at guard or at center, they can do that. And then, you know, Olegretti can come in and compete at left guard with, with Irving and McKenzie. But, you know, I like McKenzie. I like the way he's developed. I think he's really worked on his, his body this year. And uh, if he can add a little bit of quickness, um, that dude's lower half is like... Is literally like a tree trunk.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So um, I think McKinsey can be. I think he can be a really good guard, and you know he's got really nice pull ability. So you know he could pull and be that lead blocker for for our running backs and everything. So uh, I'll go with Cameron Irving and Khalil McKenzie at left guard and uh, undrafted free agent uh, Dino Boyd. Uh, I think he's from Cincinnati. He didn't make the roster, so. But that is a guy that I think they they liked is uh, Dino Boyd, and you know he could be a practice squad guy as well. So,
1: yeah, for sure. And I think that if they, I would agree with with the, the, with those two as well. And I think that Boyd could you know chill on the practice squad, and if any if for on any unfortunate things happening with injuries or anything, I could he could fill in pretty nicely if needed if needed to.
0: Right. Um, and then moving on to center, um, as we discussed. Previously, we have Austin Reader, Nick Allegretti, uh, who they who they really like, and uh, he he believes he can compete for a starting position. Um, and then they have Jimmy Murray, who is an undrafted free agent last year. So I I, I just have Allegretti and Reader making the roster right now. Um, I mean it's center, but the thing about these two guys is they can both play guard as well. And um, you know Andy Reid. He's really showing showing his trend over the past few years, and he loves versatile offensive linemen. So, you know, you got Reader, Allegretti at center, and then um, and then the rest of the offensive line. So, do you agree with that one as well?
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I think that uh, I think that Nick could definitely if if that, if he doesn't take Reader's spot, I think he could definitely push him to you know make sure he's on top of his game because. You know they drafted him for a reason because they they definitely like what they saw. So if he doesn't uh, if he doesn't get to get the center position, he can you know he could be moved around or um if if at least just make reader better,
0: yeah, and he'll definitely be you know, a guy on those special teams units um, mm-hmm. playing along the offensive line for for those snaps as well. so. So we got two centers making the roster, and then moving on to right guard, uh, the de facto starters, Laurent Duvernay-Tardif, who dealt with an injury last year. Um, and they also have Zach Goldich, who they just claimed off waivers from Arizona. I don't know. Did you see the story I I uh, posted uh, about Goldich? Did you see that?
1: Um. Oh, the,
0: where, from the uh, Aurora shooting?
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I did yeah. see that.
0: Yeah, that was a crazy story. And I didn't even I didn't even knew I didn't even know that about him. But um I, I looked him up to just watch a little bit of film um from whenever he was at Colorado State and I think he spent time with three teams last year, the Chargers, the Cardinals, and I want to say like the 49ers or something like that. But but yeah, so so he got shot in the neck just below his ear. I think it was his left ear, and it went all the way through. And he was in the hospital this was whenever he was in high school, I believe his senior year, and he still has the scar there. You can see it if you go look at pictures from Zach Goldich on on face or on um on Google. You can see the hole or the where the hole was just believe, below his ear, and I don't know. That's crazy. And the thing is, is it was from the Aurora shooting um, in Colorado back in 2012 at the the Batman premiere, and he wasn't even in that movie. He was actually in the movie theater next to it. And whenever the guy started, you know, um started shooting, the bullet went through the wall and into his neck. So
1: so crazy.
0: Yeah, dude, that that's seriously crazy. And, you know, he survived and, you know, he's worked his way back. He's spent time on three NFL teams. So I, I think that's pretty cool. But um, you know, that's a guy I'd love to see make the practice squad for sure. And, you know, heck, maybe he makes the roster, you never know. Maybe he beats out Khalil McKenzie or Cameron Irving, but um yeah, so I and I actually did like his film. You know, he shows really really nice movement skills. Um, he's a little light. I think he's like two ninety something. But um, if he can bulk up a little bit, you know, he could possibly fight for a spot. But they claimed him off waivers, so so they must like something about him. But yeah, so definitely for- a guy. You're
1: definitely definitely a guy. Even if he's not gonna make a spot, you're gonna you're gonna root for just going ahead because of all, that's just crazy.
0: Oh yeah, for sure and. You know, that was like last year, my guy who we'll discuss in just a minute was Ryan Hunter. That was my, the offensive lineman that I wanted to make the roster. He went to Bowling Green and he's from Canada and everything. But I wanted him to make the roster because whenever I went to training camp, I was, I talked to his parents for like two hours. But, <laughs> and uh, they were sitting there speaking French and I had no idea what was going on. But, um, so yeah, one right guard. Do you disagree with that?
1: No, I don't. The, I don't think we're going to disagree on too much. That's the, the, pretty straightforward on a lot of the offensive linemen. Right. Spots.
0: So I mean, in the next, obviously, we have Mitchell Schwartz and Andrew Wiley at right tackle. Schwartz mm-hmm. is obviously our best offensive lineman, and then you know we have Wiley who can play who can play tackle and guard. So given yeah. the versatility, um, and then Ryan Hunter is a guy that I have I have marked up here as a practice squad guy, but given the versatility of our offensive line, I think it allows us to carry, you know, eight offensive players. And then, uh, you know, we can work, we can work with the rest of the roster, you know, adding an, an additional offensive playmaker, like wide receiver while, while Tyree Kill is suspended, or if he's not suspended, you know, and just carry an extra running back or wide receiver as well. So, yeah, that's eight offensive linemen. Yeah, so that's 24 offensive players. So let's get started on defense real quick. Um, At weak side defensive end, we have Frank Clark, Breland Speaks, and Kayvon Walker. Um, So right now I have Frank Clark and Breland Speaks. That's pretty obvious.
1: Yeah, I don't think there's really much question with with those two on that.
0: Um, And then moving to the interior defensive line, we have Chris Jones, Derek Nottie, Colin Saunders, and Xavier Williams. And then we have uh, not making. I have not making the roster. Joey Ivy and Justin Hamilton. What do you think?
1: Yeah, and Chris Jones, Naughty, and Saunders definitely are going to be on it. Um, I think the it'll probably be Xavier Williams. Maybe, maybe Ivy could give Williams a run for his money, but I'm but I would probably stick with what you have as well.
0: Yeah, and I like I did like Justin Hamilton a little bit last year. You know, he was on the he was on the fifty three man roster for a little bit and. Um, he f- he flashed some nice explosiveness on the inside and ability to, to uh, to plug those holes and you know, um, be a decent run stuffer and as well as a pass rusher, um, applying some pressure late in the year. Um, but yeah, so I'll, I'll stick with those four on interior defensive line, um, and then moving on to strong side defensive end. Currently, I have Okafor, Passigno, and Ogba. Uh-huh. So I think all three of them will make the roster. Um, I think there's potential that that Passanio could be traded. He could even be cut, but I think they'll carry. I think they'll carry at least nine defensive linemen total. So that's what I have.
1: Yeah, for and for those three, to they can be moved around a lot on defense. They can and they can you know fill in when they need fresh legs. And I think that exactly you, can, you never really have a, too many of them to go in and out.
0: Yeah, right. and that, Definitely That's kind of the thing I. I the
1: team.
0: That's kind of a concern that I have with Xavier Williams making the roster, is just because Chris Jones can slide outside. He yeah. can slide out at, at strong side defensive end, and then they could slide Passenio, who's 290 pounds on the inside. Yeah. Um, he even slide Ogba in on the inside as well. So, you know, that's nine. That is, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's nine defensive linemen total. Um, but I could potentially see him carrying eight with uh, if Xavier Williams or Passaniel are are, are moved on from. And it's uh, crazy
1: because that was the the defensive line was one of our worst things last year now Oh, We yeah. have just so many of them and that just, we there's no way we, we could be worse than than we were last year. It's, it's no definitely be not. fun.
0: Yeah, so moving on to Sam linebacker, um, which Spagnolo doesn't use a ton. Um, you know, given that we run the four, three under, and then he likes to run a lot of, uh, uh, sub packages, um, the Sam linebacker doesn't get a lot of, doesn't get a ton of love, but, um, you know, for now I'll go with Damian Wilson and Jeremiah Taushu. Um, and then the third guy that's going to be missing the roster is Rob McRae. But the thing is, is in the four, three under the Spagnuolo has the defense, or has the Sam linebacker lined up on the defensive line as a stand-up edge rusher, um, or edge defender, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, so I think I think Atalchu is kind of a better fit for that. Um, and then if they if they revert back to a traditional four-three, um, on certain plays, I think that's when Damian Wilson comes in. So right now, I'll go with Damian Wilson and Jeremiah Tauchu in that position.
1: Yeah, I, I think that. I think um, Damian Wilson has some experience doing that, and or experience as well as Itachi. and I, I mean McRae does too. But I just don't see, I, I don't see him being able to to beat either of them out, out for a spot on the team. So I'm gonna have to go with those two as well.
0: All right. So moving on to Mike linebacker, um, which is kind of kind of interesting because um, he plays a little bit of a different role um in, in Spagnolo's system the Mike linebacker does. So um right now the talk around town from Therese and, you know, guys like that that with connections from Kansas City is that they want Reggie Raglan to be the the Mike linebacker for now. Um, which is interesting because I don't I don't exactly see Reggie Raglan as a fit for that position. I think he'd be more of you know you know, he doesn't have great pass-rushing skills, but I really think he'd be more of, like, that traditional Sam Linebacker. Um, but right now I have, just because of, of the information that has been shared um, by Therese and guys like that online, um, I have Reggie Raglin as the Mike Linebacker with uh, Dorian O'Daniel and Gary Johnson making the roster as well, and then Darius Harris um, being a practice squad guy. Um and the thing about Darius Harris is, that I think I believe he just had surgery. I don't know if it was shoulder or something like that, but you know he's a guy that could also be stashed on IR. And whenever I watch this film, I really like it. He's he's a downhill player. He's fast. Um, but I think Gary Johnson's quite a bit faster. And I think I think that's a guy that, you know, we could um, we could we really need that style of linebacker on the roster. And uh, given that we don't have great talent at linebacker i think gary johnson would be a nice addition you know if we're just getting beat by you know the quicker backs um you can throw gary johnson out there um and and let him go to work so um and then also when you know if we're playing a team like baltimore and and lamar jackson's out there you know running running off the tackle um gary johnson go out there and chase him down so what do you think
1: yeah i think that um I agree that Ragland doesn't seem like he'd be the best fit, but um, I think he'll definitely start out start out the year for sure as the as the number one for that. I think that um, I think that Dorian O'Daniel is definitely uh, definitely has a, a a decently high ceiling. I think that he can he can get a lot better. I think he's gonna going to be a lot better uh, this year and get obviously because. Uh, He was injured for part of the year, but I think that um, he can he can he can uh, make definitely take that spot over for him if if it ends up being that way. I think that uh, also Gary Johnson's really interesting because he's super quick and get over to the edge, come over and you know like you're talking about if we're playing Lamar Jackson or Russell Wilson or what you know those type of you know running quarterback they're just. Dipping and dodging around our slow, our slow linebackers. I think that um, that he they both of those would be better fit than Raglan and that in that sense. But I think that they're going to stick with Raglan for the beginning part of the year, and then you know hopefully um, these uh, these other two can step up and you know hope it'd be awesome if all three of them could could even play even better than and I think I think they all will just because of the new. Uh, defensive coordinator. So I think that we'll really f- see who f- who fits the system with with the new coordinator as well.
0: Right. And the thing the thing about this scheme is, you know, I don't think anybody really has like a set position. I think the yep. only guy that's going to have a set position on defense is probably Frank Clark, who is going to be the weak side defensive end pretty much nonstop. So um, I mean, he's going to be on the field constantly, and um, and I mean, I guess corner if you want to call the cornerbacks, you know, I don't think how they can move around much, but I mean, a guy like Fuller, he can move inside or outside. So, um, you know, with that being said, I think, I don't think calling uh, Reggie Raglan like a Mike linebacker um, is really indicative of like his role on the team because he's really going to just be moved around wherever, wherever he needs to be because, Spagnola changes up the scheme and the formation so often. But moving on to will linebacker, um, right now I have Anthony Hitchens and Ben Neiman making the roster with Marchel Spate and Ray Ray Davidson missing the roster. Um, and I don't have I don't have Ray Ray Davidson uh, making the practice squad either at the moment. Um, and Spate, I believe he's been in the league too long to make it. But you know, with Hitchens and Neiman, you know Neiman's a guy who's a fan favorite last year. Um, so, I think they both make it, and I think they'll offer some some nice versatility. And I th- hopefully, Neiman takes the next step. You know, he's he's one of your Iowa boys. So
1: yeah,
0: actually, I both think, of our Hitchens and Neiman are. Yep,
1: yep. I and I think that. Uh, yeah, I think I agree. I think Hitchens and I, I don't know I, for some reason I, I I think that I think that Spate would, is a little better than people give him credit for, but I yeah I don't see him pushing out Neiman or Hitchens because I think Neiman, like we said, has a lot of upside, but he is a little small, but he's also pretty quick. So I think that, uh, like we were just talking about with, with the other guys that if we, we he him and spade are pretty much the complete opposites. And as far as their build wise. So I think that if we're going to go for the, the faster linebacking group, Neiman definitely is going to take that spot over spade or, or Raymond.
0: Yeah, and with the exception of Sam Linebacker, um, I think I think Mike Linebacker and Will Linebacker can kind of be lumped into one just because those guys are going to be interchanged so often. So, like, mm-hmm. on rundowns, you'd probably see Ragland and Hitchens in there. um, And then, you know, on passing downs, you'd definitely see Dwayne O'Daniel and a guy like Ben Neiman or Gary Johnson in there instead. Yeah. So, I mean, Hitchens can, hence can stay in there as well, but, you know, I just can't imagine Ragland being on... Um, being on there, being on the field on passing downs would be kind of scary. But, um, Anthony Hitchens, you know, um, he actually just did tweet uh, replying to a tweet from Mark Santani, who's a Chiefs fan. Uh, some people might know him, but he said, really looking forward to seeing Anthony Hitchens in Spag scheme. He can play Sam, Mike, or Will, and will be much more comfortable than he was last year in Sutton's uh, 3 4. And Hitchens put the whispering emoji or the the be quiet emoji and said, mm-hmm. "Wait on it." Yeah. So I think I think Hitchens being told the same thing. You know, he's going to be moved around, um, and he's going to be used utilize the best of his ability. And one thing is, is Spagnuolo has spent time, you know, with Damian Wilson and Anthony Hitchens whenever he was in New York. So, um, you know, he's played he played against them twice a year for for two years. So, or I guess Hitchens for three years, but so, Spagnolo kind of knows what he can get out of those guys, and you know they wouldn't have went out and signed Wilson if you know Spagnolo didn't say, "Hey, look, you know this guy gave me trouble whenever we were in New York, so y'all go out and get him." But, um, but yeah, so I think I think those will be the linebackers. Um, so, and I think like I said, it'll just kind of be a, like a, a melting pot of linebackers, and they'll just be moved around as needed. Go ahead. Going
1: into the free safeties. Um, I, th- I'll just I'll, I'll start on this one. So I, I got um obviously I'm gonna, I'm gonna take uh Thornhill who we just got, uh from the draft. I think he's gonna be really exciting just, just from what I've seen from him. He has a lot really good energy. He's fast. He can, you know, do a little bit of everything. And then uh, we got there's Watt. And then obviously Armani Watts would be the next one. And um I think that we I think we we definitely keep both of them. And then we there's uh, Harold Jones Court. Cordy, I think is, is that how you
0: Corday.
1: pronounce it? Cordy. and uh, yeah, I don't. I may he could maybe be on the be a practice squad guy, but I, he's probably probably cut all together. I would imagine. Uh, but with with Thornhill Watt and Thornhill Watts for the two free safety, I'd be pretty happy with that.
0: Yeah, and I think this is another position. Like I was saying, like these guys can be moved around whatever wherever they need to be because, you know, Matthew. He can play free safety or strong safety. Lucas can play free safety or strong safety. I think Thornhill is out of those out of uh, Matthew, Lucas, Watson Thornhill, I think Thornhill is the guy that has like the most defined position. I think they yeah. drafted him to be that traditional center field style free safety. Um, sure. you know, in that in that Earl Thomas mold that, you know, we've been sorely lacking the last two years with with Barry gone. So um, but yeah I agree um, Thornhill and Watts will be the you know labeled as free safeties so
1: I saw some uh, as we go into the strong safety, I had a question I saw some um, okay let me let me hold that question for a second so going on to the strong safeties we got obviously we have Tyron Matthew uh, Jordan Lucas Daniel Sorensen and then Andrew uh, Soro uh, so then with with those I think that we've all been questioning Sorensen being a, why he's still on the team for quite a while now. So I think him and him and Andrew will probably be the ones that don't make it. Um, Lucas has filled in decently at time, pretty, pretty solidly uh, when we've asked him to. And then obviously the new addition that everybody's excited about is Matthew. And what I was going to, so I think that Matthew and Lucas would be my, my two. And I imagine you agree with that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, with given the fact that, you know, I was just I was saying earlier, um, you know, Tyreek Hill with a looming suspension, possibly, you know, they're going to carry an extra guy somewhere. Yeah, um, I think I think Sorensen could be that extra guy um, just for the time being, because you know, he does offer a kind he kind of offers a skill set um, that, that they don't really have at the safety position. And that's, you know, a bigger guy um they can go down you know he can play the run you know Matthew can play the run uh Matthew can blitz but he can't exactly take on blockers um consistently and you know Sorensen can take on blockers consistently so you know if he makes the roster and you know he's a he's a key special teams guy and you know obviously Reed loves him so um you know I don't I don't know at this point but I think Sorensen does have a chance it really just depends on on how the roster falls, you know, I mean, injuries are gonna happen inevitably, inevitably and that that sucks. But um, we'll see we'll see how we how we make it through training camp and preseason. And uh, Sorensen's definitely one of those fringe guys
1: for sure. And so here's the question I was gonna ask you: I saw someone saying, uh, I saw some people talking on Twitter, and they were talking about um, you know scenarios for. Um, cornerback and safety situation I saw someone talking about how uh, maybe maybe move Matthew down to cornerback and then have Watts and Thornhill as the safety so what, what do you what do you have to say about that
0: uh okay look so they didn't sign Matthew to play cornerback um they signed Matthew to play everything basically so Um, like I said, Spagnuolo loves to mix up the personnel. And so you're going to see Matthew as a box linebacker or as a box safety. You're going to see Matthew possibly as a linebacker in there at times. You're going to see Matthew rushing the passer. You're going to see Matthew back there at free safety where I just discussed Thornhill. You're going to see Matthew at nickel cornerback. You're going to see Matthew all over the place this year. And, um, you know, Reed kind of said that whenever they brought Matthew in, for his um, press conference, they said, you know, I'm having trouble finding things that this guy can't do. Yeah. And Veach said, all right, I'll go get him. Right. So, you know, that that's what they signed Matthew to do, was to do everything. So I think asking him to move down to corner full-time is kind of foolish. But I could definitely see scenarios, if needed, where Matthew can go in and play the nickel, and then you can slide Fuller to the outside.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be interesting. It's, it's gonna be so fun to just to, to have Matthew go I think that the blitz packages that we're gonna we're gonna be able to do this year is gonna be really fun with with Clark, Matthew, Chris Jones, all those guys up there. It's gonna be it's gonna be rough on quarterbacks for sure, especially when you can help, when if, if Thornhill help. Uh, Ends up being a stud like we are. We hope he is. He can sit back there and let Matthew go up and rush.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, So yeah, so we have Thornhill, Watts, and then Matthew and Lucas making the roster right now. And I think one thing that we didn't mention on Sorensen was his cap number. Um, So not only is he a fringe guy, he's also like a cap casualty candidate, Um, just because it was his. It's like a little over four million. And so, you know, with Matthew on the roster, I'm not sure you want to carry that guy. But um, so yeah, those are the four safeties. So let's uh, let's close it off with uh, cornerbacks real quick. So right now, you know, not not saying what's gonna happen in the future, in the near future, um, in the next month, in the next three months. Who knows? But right now, we have or I have Kendall Fuller, Mashad Breland, Javarius Ward. Tramon Smith, Rashad Fenton, and Mark Fields making the roster, with uh, Keith Reeser being that you know that fringe guy, and then I also have Demontre Wade and Jalen Burrell making the practice squad.
1: Okay, and I've got I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna take Ward, Fuller, um, uh, Breland. Ho- hopefully, we'll have another guy in there. Hopefully, we can get Peterson. But obviously there's no guarantee of that. And then for the uh I'm actually gonna put uh Mark Field. I uh, yeah, I think we'll take Fields, I think we'll take Fenton. Um I, I think Fields is actually gonna end up ahead of Fenton on uh on as as far as spot wise goes. And um as far as practice squad, I don't have uh, yeah, I think Bur- I think Jalen Burrell or Burrell, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. And uh, Reeser will be would be two practice squad guys.
0: Well, Reeser can't be on the practice squad. He's got he's like twenty eight.
1: So he's that. Oh wow, I did not know. know. Nah. oh yeah, that's right. He did come over from the. He just played in the AAF. Yeah, that's. And then it, he was
0: but, he was with the Forty ers before that. So
1: that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. So okay. So then I'll yeah I'll stick with what you're saying. Then with uh with with De DeMontre.
0: And another thing is, is you know, Reese, like you know, he does have, he's kind of being, the, he's the guy that's being like not talked about enough, just because I know it was the AAF, but he did dominate the AAF like handily. Um yeah. he was like the second great, highest graded player in all of the league. So, um, so I think he could, he could also, he could be that fourth corner, um, if we don't get Patrick Peterson, uh, just because we need some some little extra uh, experience in there yeah. um, outside of Tremont or in front of Tremont Smith, Fenton and Fields. So, you know, Reese is a guy that could sneak in there as well, but he, he's a guy that could either make the roster as like the fourth or fifth corner, or he could not make the roster at all. I don't think he's a back end guy. They're not, they're not going to carry him um, at the bottom of the depth chart. Um and then cut a guy like Fields or Fenton for a twenty eight year old, you know? So Yeah. So that's that's our six at cornerback for now. Hopefully we go get Peterson. We'll see. Um and then special teams, <laughs> very obvious. We have Butker, Colquitt and in Winchester. Um and then I actually have Jack Fox, who's the undrafted free agent punter. I have him making the practice squad as well. So for me that closes out the fifty three man roster. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I don't I think that there's not really much there's not really much wiggle room for special teams guys. So I'm just, exactly. yeah, just, just, uh, yeah.
0: yeah. So so that, that closes out the fifty-three. And um, you know, like we said, hopefully we can add Peterson and then, you know, that, that Ross will definitely be looking a lot a lot prettier. But um right now I think the defensive I think the defensive deck chart is better than it was last year. Yeah, Uh, maybe not on whenever you look at it first glance, it might not look better. Um, But I think definitely I think this season you're going to see that we have a lot more a lot more talented depth. And, you know, we have we have a lot more guys that are going to come in and contribute and um, do more um, for the team. And as opposed to having guys like like Ford and Houston out there who who are you know, playing for their careers essentially. I mean, Ford was playing for, um, for in a contract year and then Houston was playing basically to not be cut or, um, if he is cut then to sign with another team. So, you know, I think we got some guys out there, young guys, um, several undrafted free agents, which is nice because, you know, those guys have a chip on their shoulder and, uh, those are the guys you want to go out there and, and just dominate. So, you know, work their butts off and have to try to earn a spot.
1: Yeah, and I think that like you said, we're looking at the roster, I, I I don't I I see that we shored up, you know, pretty much almost all the needs we needed to I mean, obviously we want one more corner. Get if we get that, I think our defense should be pretty solid. Uh I think that uh, you know, we we definitely improve for the defensive line. I think that we won't be seeing a defense that sits there and allows the patriots to get four first downs in a row you know on third down you know we're not gonna, that sure. that's going to be a thing of the past i think we the guys the new guys we have on the team just aren't going to stand for that and uh definitely be more hope this game will be more aggressive i think that all around the defense has, has gotten better over the offseason
0: yep i definitely agree and i know a lot of fans are are skeptical about that but um just wait for the season because i i fully believe that that we're gonna see i wouldn't say i think top 15 is a little bold but um you know top 18 to 20 uh is is definitely um achievable and oh, yeah. I th- you know i think we have i think we have top 15 upside for sure and you know, we could even sneak into the top ten if, if we get really nice production from, from our defensive linemen. And then obviously if we had Patrick Peterson, I think I think top ten becomes not so bold. So Yeah, definitely. So that's it for this week, guys. Um we will be back next week. And Javarius Ward, thank you, man, if you're listening. Thank you so much for for sending the the gear the signed gear that we're going to be giving away if you guys haven't already checked it out go look at the pin tweet on our profile retweet it follow us on twitter and you'll be entered to win the items that chavaris ward has uh has sent us he's actually he put them in the mail today so we'll be getting them very soon um and then as soon as we get them you know we're we're probably going to give them away uh on next thursday or next friday's podcast as long as we have them and so once we get them, we're gonna post a picture for you guys. Um, hopefully, build up a little bit more hype before we before we uh, draw a winner. But um, you know, hopefully, it'll go to a good home. Anyway, thank you for listening to Arrowhead Live. Uh, this is episode ten. Share it, retweet it, like it. And help us get some listens. Thanks, guys.